Welcome to the Sensemaking in a Changing World podcast, where we explore the kind of thinking we need to navigate a positive way forward. I'm your host, Maura Gamble, permaculture educator and global ambassador, filmmaker, eco-villager, food forester, mother, practivist, and all-round lover of thinking, communicating, and acting regeneratively. For a long time, it's been clear to me that to shift trajectory to a thriving one-planet way of life, we first need to shift our thinking. The way we perceive ourselves in relation to nature, self, and community is the core. So this is true now more than ever, and even the way change is changing is changing. Unprecedented changes are happening all around us at a rapid pace. So how do we make sense of this? To know which way to turn, to know what action to focus on, so our efforts are worthwhile and nourishing and are working towards resilience, regeneration and reconnection. What better way to make sense than to join together with others in open, generative conversation? In this podcast, I'll share conversations with my friends and colleagues, people who inspire and challenge me in their ways of thinking, connecting and acting. These wonderful people are thinkers, doers, activists, scholars, writers, leaders, farmers, educators, people whose work informs permaculture and spark the imagination of of what a post-COVID, climate-resilient, socially just future could look like. Their ideas and projects help us to make sense in this changing world, to compost and digest the ideas and to nurture the fertile ground for new ideas, connections and actions. Together we'll open up conversations in the world of permaculture design, regenerative thinking, community action, earth repair, eco-literacy and much more. I can't wait to share these conversations with you. Over the last three decades of personally making sense of the multiple crises we face, I always return to the practical and positive world of permaculture with its ethics of earth care, people care and fair share. I've seen firsthand how adaptable and responsive it can be in all contexts, from urban to rural, from refugee camps to suburbs. It helps people make sense of what's happening around them and to learn accessible design tools to shape their habitat positively and to contribute to cultural and ecological regeneration. This is why I've created the Permaculture Educators Program, to help thousands of people to become permaculture teachers everywhere through an interactive online dual certificate of permaculture design and teaching. We sponsor global perma-youth programs, women's self-help groups in the global south, and teens in refugee camps. So anyway, this podcast is sponsored by the Permaculture Education Institute and our Permaculture Educators Program. If you'd like to find more about permaculture, I've created a four-part permaculture video series to explain what permaculture is and and also how you can make it your livelihood as well as your way of life. We'd love to invite you to join our wonderfully inspiring, friendly and supportive global learning community. So I welcome you to share each of these conversations and I'd also like to suggest you create a local conversation circle to explore the ideas shared in each show and discuss together how this makes sense in your local community and environment. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I meet and speak with you today, the Gubby Gubby people, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. It's my great pleasure to welcome to the show today, Sierra Robinson. Sierra is one of the most amazing young people I know. She's only 18, just 18. She's a farmer, a permaculture teacher, a homeschooler, and a regional crew director for Earth Guardians, a global organisation run by and for young people. She's already done an incredible TED Talk in Seattle and is a seasoned and articulate speaker and aspiring filmmaker. 
I was introduced to Sierra by my friend Hannah from Abundant Earth Foundation, who offers her mentoring. And we joined together, along with my daughter, Maya Raymond, who at that time was 13 and also co-founder of Perma Youth. Just a note though, this recording was made just days after the tragic killing of George Floyd and riots were erupting throughout North America and around the world. Sierra's friends were on the front lines and her phone was pinging persistently. In respect for this, we kept our call short and will continue the conversation at another time. I really hope you enjoy this rich conversation with Sierra. Thanks for your time this morning. It's been, it's, we've heard a lot about the work that you're doing through, through Hannah. And so it's an absolute delight to meet you. So I thought you guys, yeah. Hannah's, Hannah's lots of good things about you though. So. Oh, that's so nice. It's been lovely to connect with her. So welcome to our, welcome to our podcast and, and also to our YouTube channel and, and this, this interview we're hoping to share out with, with Perma Youth Network, uh, which is a global network, and, and also through the through the Our Permaculture Life um, YouTube channel that I've got as well. So it's lovely to have you on the show. Um, so uh, Maya and I are going to kind of share a bit of the questions, but my first question really is about, you know, what is it that drew you to permaculture in the first place? What do you love about it and how do you... Well, it's kind of a few questions all muddled up in one, but sort of how do you feel that permaculture, what does it bring to the world and how do you think it benefits the world? Oh, my gosh. So pretty much like the big question is like, why do I love permaculture so much and how come I've spent so much of my life doing it? Yeah, um, that's, that's the question. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I found out about permaculture when I was only, okay, so crazy. I was eight years old. I'm 18 now, so that's been 10 years. Um and it's amazing because I'm still as passionate about it now as I was when I was eight. And it wasn't like the My Little Pony phase or like the TV shows that I liked. And I was like, oh, I'm, this is so cool. And then like a week later, it was something I didn't like. This has been something that has like changed my life in so many positive ways for years. Um, and yeah, I found out about permaculture when I was eight because of my parents. Like my, my dad was just starting to learn about it. And we bought, bought this little farm here on Vancouver Island, Canada. Um, and I had like a coop of chickens and I kept overhearing this word permaculture. And so my mom went to this gardening course and I sat down and I was listening to this course. And I'm like, this isn't about gardening. Like this is so much more than gardening. This is about really like how we can create uh, regenerative, like regenerative cultures and re- like a way of living with the world that's positive and we can help build communities and help people. We can help other inhabitants. We can help the planet. We can, um, also create a better future at the same time. And so it was all of these, like all of these things in one package. And I was like, so again, I was like this eight year old kid, but I was also kind of depressed, which is, it's sad, but it's true. Like I had just learned about climate change. I was learning about all of these. I, my <laughs> I was, I was just learning about climate change and all of these different issues. And it was upsetting and like scary. And I, didn't know how to deal with it. I was like, I don't feel like, um, I was like, I don't know like how to, to deal with this weight that I'm feeling and how like scary. I'm going to try to figure out how to stop that. It's a lot of my friends are doing really crazy activism work right now. And they're all kind of like reaching it out on this group chat. And I have no idea how to turn it off both my computer and here. Um, well, that's the life of an activist, though, isn't it? Being, you know, hyper-connected with everything that's going on. And, yeah, I mean, 
So I guess that's where permaculture led you, was it? Yeah, it was. So I so I realized these issues, right? And I didn't know how to deal with them. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is something like all of these things are interconnected and permaculture is like this toolkit of solutions. It's not only teaching us how to like take care of ourselves, feed ourselves, live in harmony with nature. It's teaching us like, yeah, regenerative cultures in the world, which is really beautiful. Um, and I, <laughs> uh, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, what are the, some of the interesting ways that you've been able to involve your friends and other young people like us in permaculture? Um, my community, especially, we, we have like a lot of climate change here as, I mean, a lot of places around the world do. Um, but our community has a lot of flooding, especially, and real lack of food security. Um, and I live on a little island. And so it's really interesting to deal with that, like flooding and a lack of food security. And so permaculture really helped us show how we can turn this problem into a solution when we have like such bad droughts and also such bad flooding and also a lack of food security. So like, what if we just like make a bunch of swales in areas that are flooding a lot and help redirect that water and make that problem into a resource, right? And so I talked to it, like I talked to some kids at school about it and um, I've been homeschooled, but I'm really connected in the community through like my friends and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. I've always, it, it's been an interesting way to connect with other youth. At first, I really didn't think there was other youth that were interested in permaculture. And I was like, why am I the only, like, I felt like I was the only one. And I felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders to like be thinking about all these different issues um, and having these solutions, but not really knowing. How to. Like, I'd have some adults that I'd talk back and forth with, but I was really like lacking that connection. I wanted other um, And uh, yeah, it just was really cool when it started coming together and it took a couple permaculture courses and was able to realize that there is other kids out there. Um, and I started working with the organization Earth Guardians and mm. that kind of sealed in. Yeah, so tell us a bit more about the Earth Guardians and how permaculture and Earth Guardians go together. For sure. Um, so Earth Guardians is a youth-led global organization based out of Boulder, Colorado right now. Um, and yeah, it's an organization run by youth and kids for youth and kids. Um, it's a nonprofit. And it has like, it's doing so much. It's kind of hard to narrow it down and talk about it really quick. Cause I've already had like three hour long meetings for it today to yesterday. Like it's a huge, huge part of my life because it's, it's um like we work on all these different projects. It's like my friends, like my family, my activist family in a way. Um, and uh, it pretty much talks about how we can help change the world and, and do activism through, um, through our passions and through doing what we love, like art. And if you're an artist, paint a picture of the world you want to see. If you're a musician, sing songs, write music about it. Um, if you're a poet, like bring that aspect, bring whatever aspect um, of yourself um, into the work that you're doing and like how you want to try to create change in the world. Um, so it's really, it's really beautiful through that. And I mean, working with other youth and kids that are like really special too. And um, yeah, like it's it's a really big it's a big organization and there's thousands of kids around the world that are part of it. And it's really interesting because right now we're really trying to connect all the movements because there's Fridays for Future, there's climate strikes, uh there's all of these things and there's all of these different projects, but there was a lack of uh 
connectivity between them. And like you think about mycelium in a forest, it weaves this net and that's when how it like becomes strong and it communicates with the trees and it it creates this this living whole system. And uh, right now our activism and our movements are a little bit fractured and we think that like we think that Black Lives Matter is different than permaculture work or we think that maybe it's like someone protesting about a drought in their like trying to like create change on like a law level with politicians and stuff is different than um, the farming work that we do. But it really isn't like all of these things are super interconnected. And once we realize that, like it, it makes the biggest change. And so that's partly what Earth Guardians is doing, like education, um, creating platform for youth and yeah it's just like a really cool thing um, yeah it sounds absolutely cool and i and i really look forward to the the perma youth being connected in with that as well because you know also that sense that together we're stronger and and that and and using like thinking like nature and recognizing we're part of nature and, and connecting in that way and yeah we're all we're all part of thinking about how we can create a more just a more you know more equitable and more regenerative future and we're all part of this together and we can't do all of it we can only do the bits like you're saying that that where we have the passion and the drive to actually move it forward so that sounds absolutely fantastic and that's wonderful yeah it's um yeah it's it's really special and i'm super excited to be able to talk with all the permi youth and i wish there's permi youth when i was a kid like i jumped on that so fast yeah so there many is there much interest in in permaculture in with all your friends that you work with like so there's activism talking about you know the change you want to see in the world but is there also does it ground a lot do people ground it in permaculture action as well like and see permaculture is like I call it like practicalism it's practical activism it's everyday activism and is there that do you see that connection is that awareness there we're starting to and that's what's really feeling good about this is like i when i first got into activism stuff i thought that being an activist meant marching the street and holding a sign and screaming for justice but like maybe activism just looks like different design thinking and like permaculture maybe that is just like it is it's a huge part of it and um at first i think a lot of activists and young people in different organizations thought that too and we're all like slowly over time starting to realize that um, not even slowly now, it's all happening at once, it feels like. Uh, but everyone's like waking up to the fact that it's all interconnected and working with nature and finding ways to be harmonious with nature is the key to being able to uh, create the change we want to see in the world. Because a lot of, yeah, these issues are interconnected and we need to find interconnected ways to deal with them. Um, and yeah, like a lot of my friends now are people, like really, really inter, like really working on permaculture stuff too. So yeah, that's cool. So how how do you? I don't know. Maybe I'm taking one of my questions. Do you want to ask any more questions? Um, do you have any advice for young people about who are concerned about the state of the planet? Yes. Um, I. It's a difficult question because there's so much going on and. Uh, yeah, you should like a couple things I'd have to say. One is you should be because it's it's scary and we shouldn't settle for for what's happening. We need to like really work to help create the world we want to see because we are we are the future generation. Like we're the ones that are going to become future business leaders and teachers and all these things. But we're also like here right now and we our voices do really matter. And um 
recognizing that and using our voices and talk, speaking up about issues that matter to us, but not even just like fighting against issues, but like fighting for preserve and create more of. So like focusing less on like the hate and the anger and the despair, because that'll just take you down a deep, dark hole. And I've been there many times and it's not a nice place. But like if you try to focus on the hope and the excitement and some of the solutions, you'll just a different direction. You'll see so much change starting to happen. I know you've got to go really soon and, and um, you're completely busy with this big thing going on. But last last question for, for this little chat um, is really about, you know, the Earth Guardians has been able to really activate a sense of cohesiveness and, and, and ripple out quite widely. So how do you think, what are the lessons from the kind of the Earth Guardian way that can help other young people activate and spread out their movement as well you know connected obviously but you know there's something about how you do it in earth guardians that i think really works and is really interesting and we have a lot to learn in other movements from how you do that so can can you sort of point to any of the key things that you think make it work really well going to okay so there's a couple things and it, it appears to work really well to people on the outside too but we've dealt with our struggles as well and it really is a trial and error and earth guardians has been around since was created in 1992 as like a experiential learning high school in like maui hawaii um and my friend's mom and then he picked it up and then like it's been it's been a thing that has been really developed and changed a lot over time uh, but sticking to your goals and your morals and what you what you're wanting to create like get really clear on the vision of what you're trying to create and um and why you're trying to create that vision like find the heart behind it and once you find that heart and like the passion behind it you'll see the project start to like go to beautiful places um and that's that is done like in a lot of ways um and then creating a platform is like a powerful thing too like opening the space up and allowing stories to come together um because i think uh yeah stories hold so much power and our voices hold so much power and we create a space so annoying <laughs> when <laughs> sorry i i'm very happy to to redo this my friend's mom my friend's mom is having a baby and she's talking about it on the group chat and it's like a it's a whole thing and other friends are doing protests because of like a bunch of stuff that is happening in the states and everyone is like some of them are being shot by rubber bullets. Other ones, their moms are having babies. So it's like chaotic. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we could do it another time. It's been great to chat with you now. I mean, I can see that you're in the midst of, of a whole lot of stuff happening. And I Usually, this, like, this has never happened to me. It's never, yeah. my phone has never done this. I yeah. so we really don't know what's going on. So that you've been finishing school and all sorts of things. Yeah. How did that all go? Good? It was so crazy. I, uh... I procrastinate sometimes. Um, it's one of my, I have a lot of things I need to work on. That's one of them. Being an adult is weird, like just turning 18. Um, but I, uh, I left it all for like the last week because I was doing busy doing other things that I really cared about. And school, it's not like I don't do my schoolwork. It's just my schoolwork looks different because I've been homeschooled. Um, and I focus on things like that really matter to me, not like things that um like I had to write this English story one of my last English assignments was writing this story about this like stick man named Bob they literally they, that was the prompt they're like 
read this short story about this stick man named Bob and like his adventures and then like give us a, a write-up about that story and I was like oh my gosh I wrote it I was like you guys just want to like watch my TED talk instead I like can we like not <laughs> but I still had to so um it just it's hard to put all my heart in it, <laughs> into I that I, I completely understand Maya understands too she's actually just in this last week, decided she was homeschooled for a long time. And then she thought she'd go to school for a while and did really well, but just got to that point of going, nah. So it's been a few days that she's back at homeschooling again. A week. A week. Yay! <laughs> I very wholeheartedly think homeschooling is amazing. Uh, but I, I understand too, like the school, schools are amazing because you get to like connect with friends. But it's like the whole system has really not been created to, it's kind of, it's an, that's a whole other conversation, but like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Fine. yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely to meet you. And it's, and I'm, you know, I'm sure the start of, of many conversations to come. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Let's collaborate. Let's do some fun projects together. Fantastic. And um, yeah, when, and, and if it ever gets opened up again, you know, you're, you're very welcome to, to come down to this part of the world. There's a lot of permaculture stuff happening around here. I went as soon as it opens. I'm coming. (laughs) All righty. Take care and and have um, have a good meeting for the next one. Hope that all goes well. Really appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Okay, bye. So thanks for tuning in to the Sense Making in a Changing World podcast today. It's been a real pleasure to have your company. I invite you to subscribe and receive notification of each new weekly episode with more wonderful stories, ideas, inspiration and common sense for living and working regeneratively and call positive permaculture thinking and design into action in this changing world. I'm including a transcript below and a link also to my four-part permaculture series, really looking at what is permaculture and how to make it your livelihood too. So join me again in the next episode where we talk with another fascinating guest. I look forward to seeing you there.